0: Drug Podcast Network. No?
1: <laughs> Are you trying to <laughs> do a jug band with yeah. a full bottle of beer? Well, you, I thought you
0: guys were going to join you in. You need like
1: a entire, you need like a really big like growler bottles to I be able to do just, that I thought you guys were going to join did you it? look up the history of jug bands no I this? have a can I'm, I'm not making any noise
2: you've got a whole <laughs> ding ding you've
0: got a whole drum set right here yeah but I'm not blowing them
1: Curioso a Curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters a collector of knowledge so Podcast. We're here today to talk about canning and bottling. Uh, and Joe started it off with his nice jug band tribute. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some uh,
0: Delirium Tremens jug band.
1: Right, and I want to bring Delirium up later because mm-hmm. they're very interesting to me. But uh, it's not just me and Joe today, or Joe and I today. Uh, we also have our friend Tony. Yes, I'm returning for my second episode. You may remember me
2: from... Episode 33 or 36 cosplay? I think it was 30s. I really should know. I, actually, we kind of listened to it on the way over here. Did because, you? Because <laughs> girlfriend was like, you were on one of these shows? I was like, yeah. I was <laughs> like, which one? I was like, oh, because, you know, I'm so in love with myself. I was like, give me a second. It's on, it's on the MP3 player. <laughs> you're
0: you're, you're it's 32. are all queued up. Right episode now. 32. 32? Yeah. 32. Yeah. Your, 30. your hotel room at uh, uh, Oticon is in the video. You aren't. But I reference your name. I'm like, oh, we're in the El Tigre suite at Oticon.
2: What episode was this? It, the, it's the video. From what? For Oticon. When did you do a video on Oticon? <laughs> like the day after Oticon. <laughs> the same one that I was at? Yeah. When was this? How, How did I, I not see this? Remember when you had the hotel room and yeah. you're like, come up to the El Tigre suite?
0: Yeah. So we did. and I, I wasn't would, there? I was shoot. You were doing something, probably drunk or something. But I'm shooting video. I'm like, we're now live in the El Tigre suite. At
2: Odecon, that's creepy because I don't remember. remember. I don't even remember seeing the video. Yeah, I was was David Bowie. I know you were David Bowie, but I don't (laughs) remember shooting a video when you were David Bowie Bowie. with my camera. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll have to go back to that. Yeah. So you've you've been (laughs)
1: if you take a a look of if you take a look at the actual episode on the website, right? And you scroll down a little bit, it'll be right there. Yeah. I always embed the videos on the show notes. Yeah. So yeah.
2: That's weird, because that's the main way I listen to you guys. I don't go to iTunes or Thundergrounds. Well, maybe you should just, just scroll, scroll down page. a little bit. I'm very old school. <laughs> I think I'm the only one that leaves comments on your pages. <laughs> you do every I'm like, why doesn't he approve it already? I know. I have just a like, constant proof like I'm ever going to say anything I always bad. have to
1: wait until I get home, because I have to log on to my computer. Right. I'm the so. one
2: person that you have to approve it for. Yeah, like, I, uh, no, I
1: have it only set, so I have to approve it for, for you. Everyone yeah, else, I just the, let Yeah, everyone else willy-nilly. just goes
2: through. Oh. <laughs> Just give me my own username and password, then. My own shit. Oh, that's right. We can curse now. Thank you for doing the episode on censorship, by the way. You're welcome. Yeah, you can, so, you, can you can, you can say all kinds of stuff. Because whatever sound you're using for the beeps, it's like, yeah, it's, like it's like a really, it's, it's not a good beep. No, no. And I actually, toned, it's not even a funny beep. Like Benny Hill had a good funny beep. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Your I, beep is like, yeah. Well, I've toned it down for the blooper stuff,
0: and you turned it off. Well, at the end of the episodes for the blooper stuff. Yeah, that's. I, I use the same beep, but I've I've dropped tuned, so it's more like
2: eh. hmm. so you can curse on the real show, but the bloopers mm-hmm. get censored.
0: No, they don't get censored. It's just
2: they at get the beep. end.
0: Oh, oh, okay. oh, the In oh, the between thing that the breaks bloopers. The
1: pe- okay, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Okay, now I got you. Yep, I'm back up. He's to he's it's a multi-purpose. It's kind of like if you take an ellipsis and you cut it into three pieces, it's three periods. It's kind of like that's what Joe's doing with the beep.
2: Siri, what's what's an elliptic?
1: (laughs) Uh, Ellipses. It's the three. Well, maybe you should go back and listen to our episode where we... Punctuation. uh, On punctuation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Well
1: played. (laughs) Anyway,
0: so we welcome Tony back.
2: Yes, and I am here because we were talking about manufacturing cans. My expertise, not expertise, but I have over the last almost 15 years in manufacturing. Mm-hmm. I have five years in the toy industry, two years in t-shirt manufacturing. I spent five years working at Crown, Cork, and Seal uh, doing drawn cans. And I've spent almost the last three years working for Independent Can doing welded and locked decorative cans and industrial tins. Lock decorative? Oh, yeah. Wow, nice. Well, look at me You're using big nice. words, <laughs> <laughs> which really, <laughs> Which really funny
1: is... Tony was like, Oh, so you want me to come on an episode and talk about my day job? Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> and since you guys drink, I think, um, you know, since
2: you want me here on my day off from work, and you guys always have fancy beers and never like the local swill or just uh-huh. normal like beer. So we're going to have, Aww. these are what the fancy people call Coors Light. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> oh. They are fancy because, yeah, they're little minis. Because they're tiny. It's like babies. So, like but how about baby beers? But beers how about for babies? F- how this will segue in is uh, Coors Light is actually made from a drawn can, if you okay. look at it. And drawn cannons are also known as two-piece cans, meaning I that there's know. actually two pieces. You have the body, which actually is the body and the bottom. And it's, it's done with like a press or something, Correct. Right? Okay. It's actually a big sheet of metal will go through a die, or what we called it a Crown, we called it a minster. And minster is just a big oversized die, and you find a lot of stuff in um, manufacturing, we call it whatever the manufacturer made, the machine. So Minster is actually a bigger company that does big dyes. Right, okay. And just pretty much punches out these big sheets of metal into something that looks like a little cup or a saucer. Mm -hmm. And that will give you your body and your bottom. And then somewhere later in the process, like when it goes to Coors Light, they will put the top on, they'll use a seamer and a flanger to uh, just kind of put that lid on there and then send it out to you guys. Nice. So, can I interest any of you in a Coors Light? Let me
0: let me finish my uh my Delirium my my fancy beer. <laughs> you
1: can
2: pass it down. Pass one down there. Actually, I mainly got these cuz I was like they really are like the cutest little. I normally don't drink Coors Light, but
1: the tiniest little cute cans.
2: I mean, I did in high school cuz that's what my mom had in a refrigerator and that's what I would take when I was, you know.
1: <laughs> I think we all took beer from our parents. Do these uh, now do you know, okay, because I'm looking at the top, right? Mm-hmm. It looks like old school tops. You remember the pull tabs? Right, from the 70s, like the pull tab from the 70s. Yeah, why does right? it have the little noozles on the side? I think it's so you can grab it and pull it back, and it looks like so you can chug it. Is that, is that what it is? Yeah, means? it's got like two little, two little pull tabs where you can pull it back a little further. I don't know what those are because I
2: know Miller Lite for a period of time had one of these, uh-huh. but you would take a key or something and kind of poke it, really? and it made an air tunnel. So when you're drinking, the air flowed in quicker and
1: the swell went into your mouth quicker. <laughs> and but you it, could really drink a good Miller Lite down quickly. So right. here, here's a question, Joe. Just take it and try and pull it back a little. Ooh, you, and we'll you do see. that, Palms of Steel. No, we'll see if no, it, it goes. No,
0: it's gonna. It's that little uh, butt tab thing.
1: Yeah, I got it to go. Did you? Yeah, look at that. Yeah, but that looks yeah. Sharp. So that's that's so that you can get the get it. Get yeah, a, I'm not no swilled on out. That's and, that's and cut your upper and lip. Cut hand. your damn nose off. <laughs> exactly. Holy hell. That's so you can shave. Yeah, it's got like a little pull tab spaces or something. It, I wonder if it's
0: like the um, the bloodline on a knife. You know. Right. So when you stick it in someone, it's easier to pull it out because let air through yeah. that, that line?
1: Yeah, I've I've heard that that's a, a fallacy.
0: Is it a fallacy?
1: Yeah, it doesn't actually, that's not what the, the blood groove is for on a knife.
0: Oh, so it doesn't yeah, work. Yeah,
1: it's more actually decorative and to oh. make the knife or the, the sword lighter.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yep. So maybe it's just decorative on the can?
1: I've heard that from sword swallowing people, that that's, that that's untrue. Sorry, the inside has like a blue tint and it I don't know why a... they did that. Weird. Well, don't they c- coat the inside of cans? From the video that you you sent me, uh, they coat the inside with uh, some kind of... What we would use is we would use one of two different kind of lacquers in the inside. Because most of our cans
2: at Crown were food, and it was either a gold lacquer or a white lacquer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll probably start hearing a lot more of this in the news, especially mm-hmm. out in California. California is really cracking down on the, the EPA, EPA stuff, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. And um, because... There's different studies. People are saying that, like, the inside coating of a can, the lacquer you use. And the reason why you coat that is is so whatever you put in it, no matter what level of the ass, 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 acidity, if it As, is, isn't acidic. rotting the can out and destroying, cracking down the integrity. Right. So and then you,
0: introducing things like botulism and, right. and stuff like that.
2: Okay. So in the can industry, we spray the inside with lacquer to just give them that coating. Okay. And the gold lacquer is supposed to be... The best, but that's what everyone's having a problem about because people are doing studies and they're saying um, little kids are getting, you know, when they're in the womb and a mother's cooking or something. Or baby formulas, the perfect example, is done with a lacquer can sometimes. Okay. And a lot of them are saying, well, that's not good for the babies. They're having a whole lot of issues and that. But what a lot of people don't know is if you ban lacquer, there is not currently a substitute for inside coating cans. Hmm. that will hold them up over a period of time. So if uh, the scientists and all that stuff say no more lacquer in cans, mm-hmm. it's going to just completely rock the uh, canning industry.
1: And in There's the nothing states. that you could do. Yeah. I mean, if that became legislation. Yeah. Wow.
2: Everything would then go plastic and glass. Yeah, and yeah. glass already is out the door for the most part. I say
1: just coat the inside of them with silly putty. That might
2: not work. That probably won't work.
1: No, I don't maybe think will Maybe old work. plastic bags. That could right, kind of like uh, kind of like wine boxes. You just throw an old plastic bag in there, and oh yeah, put the, yeah. Put the lid on top. Yeah,
2: those are big bladder bags. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So You know, but, everything's uh, a camel pack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A corn,
0: a corn. You know, a uh, camel pack full of corn and yeah, cream, like, cream, cream, cream. Yeah, just a nozzle. And just oh, <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> oh, oh, oh
2: great. Yeah, but California is the first one, so now. Any of – we've just recently found this out as of last week that any product that we send out to California, it needs to have a special label in it on it saying that ours has this kind of lacquer in
1: it. On the inside. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now, okay.
2: on the video that Much you, like, Much like uh, Asian stores put that no MSG. Yeah. Yes. Right. They put that. So okay. we now need to say – So it's probably EPA and FDA. Yeah. Okay. I don't so, know how involved the FDA is, but it's – EPA is all
1: – What I found you know. was strange. The video that you sent me said that they use a water-based – coating
2: that's actually for the very beginning of the process because at the very beginning of the process the coil before it goes into the press Mm -hmm. the pop to punch out those cups there's a lot of lacquer not i'm sorry not lacquer. i'm tied i mixed up again a lot of lubricants and oils. Right. Because with the press going up and down on, on metal, if you do it dry, you'll get dry cups and then that'll be a whole mess in itself and then you'll yeah, have everything. It's, it's Much like your car. Yeah, it's a piston. Your pi- yeah. Yeah. That's okay. the best way to describe a press. It looks like a big oversized piston right. just punching through this metal sheet and knocking out cups. And
1: it forms gotcha. the cup for the can and then it correct. goes through and you said it's drawn, which means the next step is to the, draw it out. Right?
2: Correct. From uh, the press, it'll go into a body maker. The couple drop down, the body maker will, it's literally like, it literally looks like a big punch, pushing that can through uh, anywhere from four to five rings, which will help shape it, give it its length, and give it its thickness. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And then from there, it drops into another department because when you stretch metal out like that, the very ends mm-hmm. kind of look like it's, if you tear a piece of paper, it's not a perfect straight, right? right it's all right, jagged and all that. Yeah. From there, you'll send it through a trimmer, which will then nicely cut that. Top lip off and put it into the the can height spec,
1: huh. and then nice. it, what, it like flanges out after that, right? Well, you before
2: f- that, you're you're then going to send it. What you're talking about that wash coat? Yeah. Well, we'll send it through uh, deionized water and purified water to get all those oils and lubricants off yeah. that that were coating all the metal and all the machinery prior to that,
0: right? Just to get it made, correct? And then. Now it goes into a whole different assembly line to get it prepped for Correct. foodstuffs.
2: Yeah, it'll go... Yeah. Once it goes through the washer, we'll do an outside coat and inside coat, which is called wash coat. Mm-hmm. And that preps the can for the rest of the process. Wash coat's also used for um, mobility. It makes the sides of the cans very smooth. So when you see them running all around, like Laverne and Shirley, but without the bottle. Picture it all like cans. Right. right. Half your audience doesn't know who Laverne and Shirley is. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... uh. Yeah, it, it helps it with mobility, almost puts like a sl- like almost like a wax coating, but it's not wax. It, it's called wash coat, mm-hmm. and that'll allow it to go through the rest of the process where the top of the can will get a flange, and then the next stage, it'll get beaded, where it'll have those little ribs down the side, and the oh, reason yeah, that's yeah. for is uh, strength and integrity, right. so for stacking processes. Mm-hmm. You can do it. But there are some companies that have actually gotten rid of those beads. Hmm. Um, there's a German company that came over here in the States. They set up a place in Reno and a place in virginia and i'm probably going to butcher their name so feel free to google it It, it's like argar or argar and they came over here and they actually got rid of the beating process Hmm. they do something with nitrogen which i would love to work for them just to see this part of the process right and then after it goes through the beater it's going to go through a tester where it's going to make sure nothing from the can has uh, been punctured on the side or it's lost any of its integrity or it can have a good seal mm-hmm. and then from there it's going to go to the lsms or lacquer machine operators where it's going to get stuff sprayed into it and then it's gotcha. going to go through another cooking
1: process to have that stuff cured hmm. so but then when it when it hits like whoever's cores or coca-cola or wh- whoever it goes to right then it uh then that's when they put on the top correct right they they actually put on the lids
2: yeah they'll have seamers that someone else is making the tops of your beer can and we'll make the bottoms mm-hmm. and then it'll just it'll just run through the line the the beer will go in a top will go on and it'll just go right through the seamer locking those two
1: things up, sealing those flavors right in that's right have you have you heard of, uh, of crowlers of growlers before oh like the big jugs crow, crow, there's so there's a growler right that's what i yeah. know. A growler right. is a big gigantic uh, it 's about a half gallon sometimes you can get them in full gallon where you mm-hmm. go and you f- go to your local you know brewery and you you get it filled and they cap it you know sometimes they have to do a thing where they throw like a a sticker on top to technically seal it, you know what I mean or whatever mm-hmm. but recently they 've had these things called Crowlers, which is a can growler it 's a thirty two ounce can where they will pour it straight from the tap into the can after washing it and whatnot. Uh-huh. And then they actually have a machine that takes and puts that bead and that seam there in the, you know, right there in the in the brewery. Oh, so they'll cool. actually, you know, but they don't put any pressurized gas into it or anything. It's just whatever gas is in it. So it's really very much like a growler, as uh-huh. in you want to drink that beer within, you know, a three of or four days. Right. So right. because it's going to, you're going to lose you know, some of your fizz. Your content. Yeah. Right, your pressure. Okay. So, but that's like a new thing that's been happening is the crowler. And a lot of like smaller, you know, craft beer places have been doing that. Is it more um, what, of
2: a novelty? Kind of like that? No. Hit? Or is this like this, the new technology? This is,
1: the, this is like the new technology that people are using, you know, instead of growlers to keep your beer a little bit fresher. Because mm-hmm. having it sealed in the can is is better than having it sealed in a bottle or, or whatnot. We haven't even really gotten to bottles and talking about like the... That the crown top and stuff like that, we just kind of went straight into cans. But you know, a can is going to hold your the integrity of your beer or your soda or whatever right. for way longer right. than than would a a bottle because with the with a bottle, you have light coming through. Yeah. You you know, even though there there's different. Ways of protecting it, you know, a normal glass bottle that's clear, mm-hmm. you, you know, your, your beer is going to get skunked real bad. Well, it's anything. Because light, your tomato sauce, light, your
0: beer. Right. Your, it's going
1: to you know. go straight through it. Yeah. You have a, you know, a green or like a blue type bottle. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be as bad because it's going to block some of the light. And you have a brown bottle, which is pretty much the best kind of bottle, mm-hmm. glass bottle that you can have. It's going to protect most of the light. Right. But still, some light is going to get in as where it can, being completely metal and opaque does not get through there so it actually holds the best
2: so i brought in a bunch of samples for you guys all to check out because once again i know this is all an audio thing but yeah and it's hard to describe stuff without actually seeing in person so i brought in a lot of different things we do um we do a lot of like industrial and shaped and round cans Mm -hmm. as well as like boxes and when i said earlier we do lock and welded if you look at you um a lot of your square cans that we make are lock cans. Okay. And the way that pretty much works is the the, the body metal comes out in a strip, much like a long rectangle. Right. Mm-hmm. Depending on what size. And it'll go through these hooking stations where the left side and the right side of the body will both get like little 90, 45 degree angles mm-hmm. bend onto them. And then they just kind of get wrapped around and and smashed into themselves. Okay. Thus.
0: So it's like a... It's like a- uh, using a brake to do aluminum around windows or doors. Yeah, You're just folding example. them, you know, 90s and angles and things and smashing stuff together.
2: Yeah, okay. and then different process. After it goes through that, it'll then get, like, the top will either get a bead. We can do inside or outside. Okay. And once again, that's for integrity of the can, but it'll also give you a nice
1: placeholder for when you're putting a cover on.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll, gotcha.
1: like, kind of seal it. Like, it pushes all the way to that.
2: And then a lot of people use the inside bead. For when um, they're sealing up goods. So if you try to go to a store and you're trying to slip that protective plastic off so you can get, like, a free cookie, that plastic...
1: <laughs> Who that's, does that?
2: Is that how that works? I'm, I'm looking at the crossing table and you're telling me you don't do that. <laughs> no, I don't You don't haven't do stolen one cookie. I buy them.
1: I buy them. I buy all of
2: them. And your youth never stole
0: cookies? No, no. He buys them, but they're gone by the time he gets home. Well, that's interesting. Yeah.
2: So you just rip right through that. Oh, yeah. But no, no. The inside, of the bead, inside beads are used a lot of times for when they do that shrink wrapping
0: it mm-hmm. okay. it'll get
2: it'll it, the plastic will shrink into that part. So you can't just pop the cover off easy or slip that plastic off. Gotcha. You'll actually have to tear the plastic or do that perforated side off.
1: Gotcha. So so you kind of make. Uh, so what you're talking about, I see like this one right here is like a coffee can. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about the inside bead. That's where it's indented from the ins- or from the outside to the inside. Right. Correct. And that's very much like a coffee can. Yeah. Right. So that's. There you go, so you can see what that That looks doesn't like. have anything in it.
2: No. No, we actually don't do fulfillment. All we do is <laughs> make stuff, which is really <laughs> disappointing because you see all these great things
1: that we make. We see all these right. cookies and coffees. and. Yeah, no, but what's weirding me out is that you brought a coffee can Right and it had a popped seal. It and it oh, had, the the had seal? a seal, popped it open in front of me and it had nothing inside of it. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. Much. Like I really wanted <laughs> I really it was like was getting ready to smell the fresh coffee. Right. Yeah, I just now I feel disappointed. Uh, you can
2: smell the fresh air in there. Yeah. Cuz it is a like,
1: vacuum seal. It's like canned air like uh in uh <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, it's got
2: balls. it's got a bunch of lacquer and stuff in
1: there. <laughs> it's got lacquer
0: it's just, on it. No,
2: this is uh this is plain tin inside, so oh, it's no okay. lacquer. Oh, yeah. oh nice. None. Lacquer, lacquer you will mainly notice, has, like, a gold tint. Like, there you go. Oh, okay.
1: And that's mainly for when you put stuff like... That's uh, an actual,
2: like, food product going just into the can. Well, that one is actually um, a cologne, and the company does it more as a style thing.
0: Okay, okay.
2: But yeah, so, a lot of like your foods, like your canned goods, like your Chef Boyardee cans, they yeah. will have that coating on the inside, okay. especially
1: because the the tomatoes are very acidic, so you want right, to make right. sure that it keeps that some that away layer. From it. Yeah.
0: Right now, stuff like this these things are packaged in plastic Correct. And, and plastic then goes in there it. okay that's, so that's great for the
1: podcasting listening audience Joe well, it's a, for things I don't like want to this not
0: call out the name would then just
1: say what they are they're little they're biscotti little, keys, things.
2: little cookie things no little they're bir- not
1: biscotti they're those they're uh, cookie. wafer cookies with
2: like goo on the inside like yeah, the chocolate sticks. and
1: vanilla they're we really could have good. just said that they were biscotti and the audience would have been like anyway, okay they, they know they go in is. a plastic bag and then someone would be like I don't ever see
2: biscottis in a can everyone knows they come in a bag Chris. let me leave that in your comment section
1: that's <laughs> no, like prince albert joe i need permission to treat our guest as a hostile witness <laughs> i didn't <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm okay I-, I thought that was that. Like,
0: you know yeah like an automatic we, we
2: all know what we're getting into <laughs> when i show up i know i'm getting into and
0: yeah <laughs> this one's odd this one has a uh a clear plastic sort of drum head on it
2: so you can see what's inside.
0: Oh, is that? Oh, that would make we sense. We have a
2: customer that does uh, tea. Oh, so you can see the yep. like whole tea leaf or whatever.
0: Very and cool. And they're also
2: the same kind of covers if you've ever seen those. Um, what is it? Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond has them. They look like smaller versions where you put your spices in. Oh, the Blood and Bath &
0: Beyond. Yeah, yeah, and
2: you can hook them. Not hook them, but they have like little magnet pads. Magnet, yeah. You just kind of slap them in your refrigerator. Cool. Yeah, we don't make those. <laughs> but I have them. Fantastic. <laughs>
1: You should have busted that out of the beginning when you were trying to make a jug band.
2: Oh, you could do your tooting and I could do that. You can just reinsert it back See, in. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Just...
2: It needs like symbols in your kneecaps
1: So you can do the whole So what I find interesting, so you're working for a a second company now that, that makes cans in Baltimore. hmm Right? So one of the things is, is that Baltimore really Used to be huge. Yes, we they, were huge in the '50s. Yeah, huge. But they were the you know, Baltimore was not only like one of the canning capitals of the world, you know, and bottling too, but that that's where like most of like your canning and bottling technology came from,
2: and a lot of your metal work, like Bethlehem Steel, was at right. the top of the game back in the what was that '50s and '60s. There's a mm-hmm. great video on youtube it's like if you type in the history of bethlehem steel Mm -hmm. it shows all about the rise and fall of it and it's really sad what has happened in manufacturing in maryland just in in baltimore in general yeah because the whole downtown area like boston street was nothing but manufacturing plants different companies and all that Mm -hmm. if you didn't like one company the next day you would get a job right across the street wow and i remember growing up i grew up in dundalk and um I had a half-brother, and he was like, oh, what am I going to do when I get out of high school? And his dad was like, you're going to come work down at Bethlehem Steel with me. You don't need to go to college. This place is going to be here forever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, not so much. Not yeah,
1: yeah. Just a little, like a little bit of history. So 1892, William Painter actually patented the crown cork, which is the the, the top, you know, your bottle cap, what right. you think of as bottle cap. So is, it, is it
0: called a crown cork because it has the sort of, like, ridged, like... Top of a crown. Kind exactly. Of thing.
1: Yeah. So you have your little ridges or well, I guess, yeah, just the, the little ridges that go around the, mm. the depressions. So that when you put it on and you use a, you know, bottle capper, mm. it presses down, it, it shoves it around there and it holds it tight. And makes now, a, a perfect seal. Exactly. Right. Now back in the day, they actually used cork. So they would have a little tiny thin slice of cork oh, on the, the underside, underside of the of the of the bottle cap. Right. Now we don't use that today. You're gonna use your Little plastic, mm-hmm. you know, that presses down. It's the same thing, you know, in a two-liter bottle. When you undo the cap and you you can pull back that little tiny circle mm-hmm. from underneath of it. It's yeah. that same little type of plastic. That's what's on the underside of your of your bottle cap. Mm-hmm. But that's originally where it came from. It all started there. And he made Crown Cork and Seal Company out of Baltimore, and you know continues to this yeah. day. And t- you know Tony. It was for them. called a
2: Crown mm-hmm. Cork, or also known as a Crown Seal, or a Crown Cap, or just a cap. And that's pretty much how they came up with the name, crown, cork, and seal. Right. And that's where it all started. It all started with those little caps mm-hmm. and then just exploded from there. And ended in fallout.
0: <laughs> right.
2: But what's weird now is um, the sheets that they used to make the little crowns out of, the, mm-hmm. the skeleton that was left over. Yeah, that makes sense. What they would do is they would take those skeletons and sell them to filter companies. And filter companies would put that oh, on the front shit. and the back of the filter and you'd have that blue mesh in the between, right. Okay, in the like uh, your house. Yeah, Filter. Okay. Yeah, yeah so Crown crazy. never threw out anything back that's in awesome the day. That's awesome. They will always find a way to, to re- is, know, recycle, really, reuse yeah. or rehash. That's, yeah, that's awesome. That's really
1: great. Um, yeah, because uh, back before that, and they, you know, actually before using like glass bottles, I mean, originally when you were going to put beer into a bottle and ship it somewhere, you would actually have to use stoneware. Which is basically like the, the original like, way of, of, of doing it.
0: Well, I mean, we, that's how for thousands and thousands of years we've carried water and fluids and foods and dry goods mm-hmm. was either you know, ceramics or stoneware or uh, hollowed out you know, deer antlers or whatever. Like we've needed ways to hold and contain things for to thousands liquid. of years. Yeah. Right.
1: The way that they would originally try and cap stoneware, they would actually make a like a porcelain plug or very very similar to the way, you know, you use corks and wine, and they would make a porcelain plug and it would be shoved in there. Right, so.
0: right. It's like if you've ever seen the 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 not so expensive like whiskey decanters with the little glass top. Mm-hmm. The super expensive ones will just have a glass top right. because they expect you to drink lots of whiskey. The cheaper ones will have this little rubber ring that is still on the glass top, but it acts as a, a, sort of like a, a cor- seal. Yeah, as, a, as your cork.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then uh, eventually we moved on to corks and corking bottles of beer mm. uh, and you know just putting them straight into the stoneware. But they, would, uh, they had what, what they used to call like a, a blob top. It looks very much like a mushroom on the top of a beer, and you okay. can still see it in some beers today. It's 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 very, it's just kind of mushroom-like, right?
0: Like like in in uh, your uh, champagne.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you you know, and yeah, wine bottles today, that kind of thing.
0: Sorry, I meant champagne.
1: So, after you put the cork on, they would use the, the, the cage. Yeah. So, they would call that cage and cork. Mm-hmm. And still today, uh, a lot of Belgian beers, a lot of other places still use that kind of method when they right. pop the cork halfway in and it starts to mushroom out and then typically they put the cage on. that's because
0: it's a higher, uh, uh, the pressures are higher inside the bottle.
1: Yeah, that's because they're, they still have higher live yeast in it, there. Yeah,
0: that's typically why they use yeah.
1: that method rather than
0: the caps because the caps won't hold. The pressures
1: yeah well, yeah. also, like your your stoneware and stuff like that, without having mm. that cap to kind of release a little bit of pressure, mm. you could feasibly blow out blow the, the stone stoneware, stoneware out, yeah gotcha. so and talking about stoneware, I, I wanted to mention the fact that Joe was drinking a delirium beer, mm. which is actually a glass bottle that has the outside coated to make it look like stoneware, so right. it looks like it 's made out of clay right so as a as a throwback to the the old stoneware stuff, yeah, so um Good stuff. a lot of where I learned some of this stuff was from a, from a really cool book. And Joe, I think I've showed it to you, but it's called Brewing in Baltimore.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Where it's, it's a lot of pictures of, uh, crown, cork, and seal. Mm-hmm. A lot of like old Gunther's old Natty Bow pictures, stuff like that. I meant to bring the book. I didn't bring it with me tonight, but, uh, it's a really cool book. I'm going to put it up on the show notes because it is, you know, it's really where we started bottling beer ever that's you know what I mean? That's where like glass bottling came from, you know so, so,
2: And well, it's nice to see that there's a lot of breweries and microbreweries starting to finally pop back up again in the Baltimore area. Oh yeah, theres <laughs>
0: new, yeah, tons of them now.
2: Because we went to a new one uh, last week that just popped up in state Maryland No, Street, Maryland. Uh, Fallen Branch. Hmm. not too bad. They have a lot of different flavors. It's out in the middle of a farm. They don't give you a tour or anything.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not just that, but you have, like, uh, what is it? Charm City Meadery, too, mm-hmm. which is, like, a new, like, wine place, hmm. you know? And it's 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 in uh, Curtis Bay, yeah. of all places. Yeah. Like, kind of not the greatest area, you know what I mean? But it's just right there. So, you know, since you're kind of calling out uh, breweries, I wanted to mention the place where I first found out about the, about the Crowler that... You know the can growler thing was a burly Oak, and that's out in uh, in uh, what is it, Berlin, Maryland, like mm. right outside Ocean City. You know, so I went up there to go grab a beer, and I was like, "Oh, can I get a growler?" And they're like, "Well, we have these growlers, thirty-two ounce." It sounds
2: know. like a cronut. Uh, so it's gonna be hot for like the next. It's six a month, can growler. <laughs> just say no, it no, sounds like a Joe- cronut. You came, to to City, mm-hmm. you came up to Ocean City.
1: You came up to Ocean City to meet up with me, and I had the Crowler. I showed it to you.
0: Yeah, I remember. That, so, yeah. yeah,
1: so I, I, mean, I thought it held up pretty well. It
0: reminded me of like if you go to any decent sized liquor store, you can get the little mini kegs of like Grolsch and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. It's like that kind of system, you know,
1: but reusable. Yeah. I mean, the can you are supposed to throw out when you're done, unlike a growler bottle. Well, because, because you break the seal, right? You crack it's just, the seal. It's just a normal... Just a normal can top. Ah, yeah. uh, So you, to. you crack the seal. Is it an oversized can top? Uh, yeah, yeah, they're ridiculous. Yeah, it
0: they're It's yeah. like... It's like that? Type. It's like this.
1: For the podcasting audience, no, 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 that's, that's Joe is saying it. the it's, like the, it's like the size of the it's, biscotti, it's, tin. <laughs> biscotti tin. Exactly. Uh, biscotti The size of the fake biscotti tin because nobody knows what those chocolate wafer-covered things are actually called are. They're
0: like Twizzler stick things.
1: With chocolate in the middle.
0: Artisan rolled wafers. Oh. There we go. Oh, I know it's exactly. It's like the right.
1: artisan that's rolled fantastic. wafers tin.
0: Yeah. And that's how big your, your cronut
2: beard can was. Crowler. It's called a crowler. That's that's called I've not, I can actually say I've never had a Crohn, and I have zero inches. Really? Oh, yeah. They're pretty good. Are they? Yeah, they're pretty good. Starbucks? No. Seven dollars? No, no. It was. I uh, thought they were. Are um, they donuts for crows?
0: Yes, all for crows. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, fractured
2: prune does them, don't they? No, no. They don't actually, weird donuts I, as it is.
0: I found them the first time. I found them at uh, like sh- Shoppers or something hmm. grocery store. It's basically a croissant in the shape of a donut. Covered with I think.
1: So sounds like you'll love it, Chris. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm you down. need like 12 <laughs> of them right now. Put them in a can. I'll eat them. <laughs> sure. So I also wanted to talk about, a little bit about, since the we were talking about the stoneware stuff, mm-hmm. you also have your your swing top caps, right? And that's where you have the little porcelain top mm-hmm. and a uh, a grommet of some sort, and it has this contraption so it latches down kind of like a
2: oh like an old pirate bottle almost. right yeah. like yeah.
1: you know and it kinda you push it down and it snaps you know yeah. uh commonly a lot of people call them Grosch bottles well, Right because, because Grosch is known for
0: yeah it's the only like commercially marketed beer that comes standard in those bottles in those types of
2: bottles right. if you accidentally yeah. order one of the, I've accidentally ordered one of them a couple times uh-huh. a couple times accidentally but they're really good <laughs> Krolsch. But you always know you're yeah. in trouble when that comes out because they bring out the specialty
1: glass that matches the bottle. Right, like, right. That's <laughs> a
2: fifteen dollar bottle of beer.
1: Right there. <laughs> it's not like if you buy it, you know from the from the beer store. It's just when right. you buy it, you know everybody knows the markup is a little higher. When a you lot go, higher. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, yeah. but I like to get Krolsch bottles because I like to reuse them for homebrew. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as very, you
0: reuse that. Grommet,
1: you, yeah, you definitely you can, you can buy a yeah the new grommets at mm. you know or you can just punch them out of old tires. That works fine too. Ew. I'm just kidding. I don't do that. I figure it's about
2: the same size of a, like a hose washer. The sprayers isn't that pretty the close. Same size? Yeah, yeah,
1: pretty yeah. close. Probably, but Might they're use they're a lot cheaper when you buy them from the homebrew store. Yeah, because you get a bag
0: of them. Oh, okay, instead of like yeah. buying a bag of hoses and taking out the washers
2: probably go on ebay someone in china probably makes them that's where probably. everything's going anyways <laughs> right and so, that's why can
1: manufacturing is dying in the united states man china yeah. i've heard a little bit about that too so uh there there's a little bit that I, i've heard from uh, like you know the the the, the small guys this you mm-hmm. know the micro breweries and stuff because the can is technically superior to the bottle for you know, long term, yeah, long term storage and holding shipping. in that flavor a little bit, yeah. shipping and everything else. So well, a lot of the that's smaller breweries, cans. a third of the weight, yeah, the
0: one, full cans. I thought, I thought empty cans were more troublesome to ship because the squishing factor because they can be uh beat up. Yeah, but
1: that's not like. what I'm talking about. Re- no. Regardless, it's not right about the shipping. I'm okay. talking about the fact that big manufacturers uh-huh. are I've heard a lot about this like on the brewing network and stuff like that because mm-hmm. a lot of those guys work for different you know like smaller breweries but they work for big breweries out in California. Right, right. And the big guys like Coors and you know your 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 what the is it? Corpse. AmBev or whatever whatever yeah, it is that owns like all all of those like Budweiser and all that. Yeah. They're buying up all the cans, Coca Cola. Mm. They're buying up all the cans, and they're not leaving room for the little guys to like peel off a few pallets worth, so they they can. So you they're know. just
2: sandbagging them all, and so yeah, you guys yeah, yeah, yeah. And then selling them to the little guys a premium, or Probably. Are they just I no, I think they're
1: just using them all up because there's only so much aluminum that can go through the pipeline at a time. That was yeah. a euf- euphemism. Mm. I don't mean you know.
0: Is this back to the venal? Not blood Not a
1: sexual euphemism. Back to the venal. Just a normal euphemism. I was just
2: saying. Back to the venal blood issue. Yeah. No, before we started no, recording. No, okay, no. Because right. your blood smells like it should smell like copper, not aluminum. I don't know what's <laughs> let's, going let's move on. 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 <laughs> bleach. Oh no, let's stay here. Bleach.
1: Uh, <laughs> bleach. <laughs> You've got problems. So, what? no, I don't want to talk about okay, this. Okay, no, move on. We're, we're moving on. You're the one that said bleach. So, swing top caps, right? Mm. Like dogwood, like dogwood's <laughs> dogwood caps? azalea bushes. I don't in know. In the springtime, never mind. All right, this all segue right. I'm not missing. I, I yeah. mean, I mean, I'm not
2: getting. <laughs> but there was a weird fact when we were researching all this, uh-huh. and
0: I'm going to read
1: it verbatim here because I was it, like,
0: "Yeah, do it in for, uh, do it in in, uh, in some kind of voice." Super Baltimore, Super Baltimore.
1: He, he already is. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to introduce Tony as the only person. That we've had on the podcast uh-huh. with a harsher Baltimore accent than I have. No, really? yours I don't
2: is, say, no, no, I, I say water, not water. That's and, true, I yeah. shower, not shower. <laughs> and I say shower, not shower. And I say
1: wash, not wash.
2: Wash. Wash. Like, so washing than my.
1: my, on? Are you no, telling me I, that my Baltimore accent I'm gonna say yeah. is harsher than yours? <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you own a Doug? A what? Them Dugs. Dougs. One them Dugs?
1: that one is. you have know, a I I don't know. I think we could debate Dog, this. I think apparently. we could feasibly debate this. I, I think, know I make up my own words a lot but I don't think I, don't think I, have, I think a you have a Baltimore accent. Well, you're from Dundalk. I'm from Pasadena. We're both just right outside the city. You guys I are, think like, we both have yeah. a little bit of <laughs> You're from
0: across the pond. Basically. I think it's
1: like the pot calling the kettle black really. <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> so the crown cork was slight. I don't know. I think it's probably Boston <laughs> and New York <laughs> sure, or something that's there. That's why That's wicked. The crown cork was first highly successful disposable product and it can be resealed, but not easily. This inspired King C. Gillette. Do you recognize that last name? Oh. Wait for it. He invented the disposable razor, and he was also a salesman that worked for Crown Cork and Sealed. Serious? I was like, yeah, that's a weird kind of like segue. He's like, someone who worked selling cans, like, wait, I got an idea. I'm going to make a disposable razor. Well, here's
0: probably why. There were probably remnants from the processes of the cans and the corks and stuff like that, and the, the caps. They were little thin, probably
1: pieces of metal.
2: No, there there are sli- there are uh, thin slits that we cut off of um, when it goes through the body maker to the trimmer. Yeah, I'm, so, yeah, I'm thinking, about but, but not even necessarily
1: that. Think about the fact that he's watching this day in and day out, and the the punching of the metal going through. And right, he's like, right. He's like, you know what? I could, pr- I bet you, I could, you I could do something of my own thing. Yeah,
0: knock their hair off. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I'm saying it's probably the, the, the processes of him seeing the bits and pieces that were left over from from that and saying, I could do something with
2: that. Yeah, and that's, razors that's weren't as fancy back then as they right, are now. Right. Now they're ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Well they a lot of the time at probably during that time period, mm-hmm. uh, you're talking probably like the early nineteen hundreds, you didn't originally have your, you know, your your Gillette or your BIC you know, throw array razor, right? You right. were using you your, a butterfly razor.
0: Yeah. Yeah, with the the straight blade and the twist it. Yeah, you twist it, it,
1: drop it in, and it opens up. So, call back to uh, our How I Fell in Love Back Back in Love with Shaving episode. Right,
0: with the the Schmetterling razor. Yeah, (laughs) you
1: know. I
2: recently got one of those razors off of TV at 2 a.m. That's the problem with working the night shift.
0: What? Razors at 2 a.m.? You know those
2: infomercials?
0: With the one with the guy with the bald head thing?
2: He was like, man, this is the most amazing razor. I was like, you know what? I'm Italian, I shave almost every other day. I could use an amazing razor. <laughs> right. So I got it. Uh-huh. Oh, that's the worst thing i ever Was done. it not amazing? No. It, and was it's, it was right in the trash. Lacking amazing? Yes. Wow. Like, the, it was the guy from the pawn shows.
1: It was that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh wow. he'll... I was like, well, he's bald. He shaves all the time. Is it, was it a butterfly razor that you bought? Because I, I, I remember seeing him hocking one of those. Right. It was, was one it? of
2: those that you drop the blade in on the that's top. Right, that's called a the, butterfly yeah, razor. Yeah, okay, the, I thought yeah. the
1: the, what are the switchblade ones called? That's then? called a, uh, a, straight a, a straight razor. A straight razor. Yeah, so you have the okay. straight razor and then you have a butterfly razor. Schmetterling! So I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about like the beginning of canning. Okay. So, uh, so really, w- what I think is so weird and one of the things I, that really kind of prompted me to want to do a canning and bottling episode mm-hmm. was the fact that the reason why we have modern canning today was Napoleon. The, the short I was guy waiting from the head, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the shock and all. I was like the ice cream. His, no, 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 yeah, he was uh, the ice cream. Yes, <laughs> we wanted the. I like the ends. I won't eat the chocolate. I like. Yep. The sh- I like strawberry. Like the I like strawberry vanilla, and vanilla. But like, I don't
2: want chocolate. <laughs> I mean, I'm slightly allergic to it. But I, I mean, why well, don't you just know, like buy
0: a half gallon of vanilla and a half gallon of strawberry, and you're done. But then I got to open two things. That's easy though. But they're
2: together. No,
0: just cut them in half and.
2: Sounds like a lot of work. I don't want to cut ice cream. I <laughs> just want to eat it.
0: Maybe you can just get ice cream duos, you know? That should be a
2: thing now. Ben and Jerry's could probably stumble onto that. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, They came out with a Friday the 13th ice cream. Really? Yeah. It, it's so bad. That was, I thought wait, that was a joke. No, I think wait, it's wait, real. Wait. It's like chut chut cherries. Oh, uh, uh, that's uh, great. <laughs> 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 the packaging looked great. I hope it's not fake. I really want one for the packaging alone.
1: Yeah. So Napoleon actually mm. boner parts. Yes. Okay. Napoleon boner parts. Oh, yeah. He he. Oh, back to the blood. Uh, <laughs> when he was invading, uh, at the time, the the he always said that the an army ran on its stomach. Oh, and yeah, right. Yeah. So they have to have stuff to eat. So mm. even during like we're talking like the Revolutionary War stuff like that, mm-hmm. armies typically sustain themselves besides you know I'm sure they had a few rations and things like that but they typically sustain themselves on what they could steal from the area or confiscate yeah, well, or
0: like the um, the the Mongols run mm-hmm. by the Khans uh, they would go out because they knew they were going to conquer places should I have
1: yelled Khan yes at that point yes. I, I missed my cue you I, did. I'm sorry too late you want to try it again no
0: like- <laughs> thanks Okay, so like the Mongols, they would go out two years in advance for an area they were going to, quote unquote, conquer and plant grains.
1: Oh, for real? Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's actually neat. So they would go. Some great way. <laughs> they're like, oh,
0: time's up. Let's go conquer uh, this place. Just and while they were invading that area, they already had grains that had been growing for the past year and a half, two years. So their forces could stay within that region.
1: Right. So, yeah, they they had to, that's how they had to sustain themselves. They would just steal or take or, you know, smash open the grain silo and, Mm -hmm. you know, make some pizzas or whatever they had to do, right? So they would just set up shop before they invaded? Yes. So they would get squatter rights?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Yeah. I'm slowly doing that to my neighbor. I'm cutting more, (laughs) every year I
1: cut an extra foot of her grass. Nice. I'm
2: like, those bushes are mine.
1: So it, what happened was uh, Napoleon actually offered a 12,000-franc prize to find some way to preserve food so people could take it with them. That is a you know, lot of francs. That is a lot of francs, especially for the time. I mean, that was like a small fortune. No bills, basically. no
0: steves, just all
1: francs. All francs. Wow. Uh, it was a confectioner by the name of Nicolas Francois Alpert. Albert. Sound Alpert. Right. Sound right. Francois, I don't know. That C has like a little three underneath. I don't even know. That's French for you. I'm not sure. I think it's a C. So I'm going to go Francois Appert. Uh, He claimed the prize. He devised a method of heating and boiling and sealing food in airtight glass jars. And it is the same basic technology we know today as, you know, using your ball jars. You guys don't use ball jars?
2: (laughs) See, you're giggling. (laughs) I know. me working in manufacturing, I know the ball company. Oh, So I'm like...
1: Yeah, he's right. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm so, like, so, titter, balls. titter, titter, balls. Yeah, and we, we actually discussed, uh, you know, the Ball Company a little yes. bit in our 13th episode when we talked about 13. Being the manufacturing nerd that I am, that Ball did something huge this past year.
2: They somehow showed up with like a couple billion dollars and bought a company here in the States. Really? That, oh, was, really? that was trying to come in. Wow. I don't know much about it because it was kind of just done very quickly and in our industry it's big news like that doesn't really get to like your
1: CNNs or anything cuz they're too busy talking about the politics and all that yeah. Oh okay. So and all the Instagram stuff. Well the the reason why we discussed the it in the 13th episode right, is right. because a lot of people think that the number 13 ball jar mm-hmm. specifically uh, because when that, they when they, funny, them, yeah. when they create them when they create them in the in the glass right you know it's, it's they, a in the molds yeah. in the dye molds typically they have like 16 different places mm-hmm. right and each one creates it. So they number the bottom of each one so they can tell you you know wh- which which from. mold is going wrong. Mm. In what area. So the number 13, typically people would see it, especially moonshiners, mm-hmm. right? They would see the 13 on the bottom, and they would toss that one out or break it. Right. So you have less, less ball jars with the number 13, like the antique ones. Right, because you know? it was uh, bad luck. Yeah, it was right. bad luck. They would throw it out. Right. So you know your moonshiners being a superstitious lot. Mm-hmm. So that was why we discussed it in number thirteen. But right. still today, they you know Ball is still making plenty of jars. In fact, they've gone back and had like throwbacks to like where they started making like, blue ones and green ones, mm-hmm. where they haven't done that for a very long time. No. And are, the cool thing
2: you said about uh, them numbering it—they yeah.
1: do that a lot in the can uh, industry.
2: Really? Look at your Chef Boyardee can. Have fun one day. I know it sounds kind of lame, but it's actually kind of fun. <laughs> Peel the plastic off, right? Uh-huh. Look around the side of the can. You'll probably see some colored dots. Mm-hmm. Depending on what colored dot, that'll tell the operator what LSM machine sprayed the lacquer inside. Oh, if you nice. then look at the bottom the bottom bead of the can, you'll find another like single number, either 1 to 15 or 1 to 16. Uh-huh. That'll tell you what bead station it was made in when it went to the beater. Cool. And then if you flip at the very bottom... You'll see little, like, notches and dents that kind of like almost like a clock. Mm-hmm. That'll tell you what body maker it was made at, at the beginning of the process. We do that in manufacturing to help with traceability in case something starts leaking. Yeah, yeah. Or if it fails a certain test, we can trace it back to a certain machine, a certain station, a certain time of the day, or um, a certain part of the process. Nice. And also, awesome. if you look on the side of the cane, you'll see that long strip of numbers that looks yeah, kind yeah. of confusing, the Julian date. A lot of that will tell you what camera looked at it, what day it was looked at, what time, what month, and what year. And what
1: shift made it.
2: Very cool. It's all traceability in our industry. So if it's, they know something's screwed up. Yeah, correct. correct.
1: So people are eating, eating out of those cans, yep. eating, right, eating out of right. those cans like Rorschach. You know what I mean? If it gets messed up, you know, yeah, I mean, botulism. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's
2: why a lot of times when you hear about recalls, they know exactly what time period because right. they pull that number off and they can trace it back to what was exactly made on that day, mm-hmm. how many was made on that day, and where they went. Very cool.
1: Uh, I had a question for you too because you the, the video that you that you sent to me, they they showed something about the bottom of the cans around the the, the, the lip around the bottom, mm-hmm. so where the indent is, where it's concave. Correct that they put some kind of a, a, a coating it goes through a roller and it puts a coating on the underside so it will actually slide in vending machines easy, easier. Hmm. Yeah, it was kind of strange in the video that's what I talked Oh, they that's talk
2: for about. uh soda. Yeah, I I didn't actually I've like, never actually done anything with sodas so I'm sorry I can't yeah, help you okay. with that one.
1: No, that's fine. I just thought it was interesting and they said that you could you can you can actually see that ring of the of the of the coating. Interesting.
0: It's like an With a UV
1: light. Oh, really? So if you shine a UV light on, like, the bottom of a soda can, because they're in vending machines, stuff like that, meant to slide forward and drop down, you, you know, shine a UV light on it, you'd see a little, you know, little O going Hmm. around that ring on the bottom. We do that
2: on some, like, if you ever look at a Zippo can, and you flip the bottom of a Zippo can and do the ultraviolet light on it, Uh you'll find the the Julian date on that, Mm which will tell you when it was made, what time, and what
1: shift. A lot of your zippo cans have that. Huh. What, what do you zippo like zippo lighter yeah, Zippo fluid. Zippo lighter fluid. fluid. Oh the, yeah. The tin gotcha. ones. Okay, because they're the tin ones. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. Well, I mean,
0: they do have plastic ones, but the yeah. tin
2: ones. Yeah. So a lot of times if you don't see that Julian Date somewhere, mm-hmm. it's on there but it's done that you can only see it with an ultraviolet light. Because a lot of people, a lot of uh, um, companies are like, oh that looks awful. Can you not oh, show that on that. there? We really want our can to look good. Pristine and if someone has like this twenty four character thing in black at the bottom like that's ugly so we'll do it in ultraviolet to kind of hide it so right it's still there for our purpose for traceability and all right and but you know the manufacturer
1: is like no i don't want that on there yeah and that makes sense so uh, you know if you look on your stuff that's canned and bottled you might have weird ultraviolet you know what i mean yeah secret codes that's funny when
2: i used to work at crown i would go to like giant Mm-hmm. or supermarket and i would look at stuff and I was like oh wait i made this can <laughs> i'd show I'd, I'd stand next to some person like you want to know about that can i'll tell you when it was made and they kind of walk away like you're they really just, creepy let yeah, me well, tell you the you're story hovering, of this can yeah.
0: you're hovering over their shoulder and going oh yeah sweet cans
2: i worked that day let me sign that can for you <laughs> let so me sign so your sweet cans sm-
1: <laughs> let me sign someone's corn and give it back to them <laughs> tony do you know anything about the american
2: can company I know the name. That's about it. So that it was, I know a few it, people that worked for them at the time. It, but yeah, because
1: it was a it was in Baltimore, like right there in Canton. It was yeah. Right? So Canton, it, it's, it, Canton. Mm. That's how it got its name. I, it, it might have actually. I'm just asking. Maybe I should have done some research about this episode. <laughs> um, but the, the yeah. So it's now just called the Can Company, and this is this is the area over over by like the Captain James okay. over in Canton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You know, you have the can company and it's got all these like little, little like Small wine places.
2: Coffees in, I mean, startup companies in it also. Yeah, right. Mm. So
1: it's really kind of like gentrification, right? Yeah. A lot of people are upset about it because, I mean, I'm looking at like the page for the can company and it's just basically like an area with like, Little food places and stuff like that, and it's Mm. just a whole bunch of white people with sunglasses on the back of their heads, (laughs) like, drinking glasses of wine on the webpage. Uh It's really, like, got that gentrification vibe. A lot of people were really upset about it because they pushed the people living in the area out after, you know, it closed. But then again, the company wasn't doing so well at the time, Uh which is why it closed. But But apparently it was—
2: after the company went under, that was like a neighborhood that you drove by really quick. Yeah. the can't yeah. come, you would see like people would just have fun smashing windows out. Right. Uh, They've done I a know. lot to that. Yeah. And then, then Ray Lewis moved in and he got everyone sick with his rib sauce.
1: It, yeah. And you have, uh, you have like, it's the kind of area where like Starbucks are, have moved in. They're every mm-hmm. 15 feet. And in Ooh. between those, you have subways. They got a cold stone.
0: Do they call cold stone? Oh, like cold, stone.
2: <laughs> nice. cold stone and Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. That's when so, you know you're in a good neighborhood. Yeah. Well, hand I just wanted hand. to mention it because,
1: you know, uh, Dana, Dana was discussing it with me when I was telling her that I was doing, you know, a bottling canning episode. She said that I should bring attention to this. And the fact that uh, it's now, you know, one of those places where you can just kind of go and get Goldstone Creamery. You know what I mean? Yeah. So And the fact that it's, you know, it used to have, you know, 800 employees at the time. And now it's just a company that doesn't. A lot of back harkens back to what Tony was talking about. Earlier, when you know, it used to be Baltimore used to be a canning giant. It's what we did. It was a yeah, part manufacturing of what we did. hub. Yeah,
2: yeah. Baltimore used to be good at so many things. It did, yeah. Yeah. Manufacturing, music. Everyone when like bands would tour. Like Baltimore was a place you stopped by. Yeah,
0: but it was it was like a jazz, you know, mecca in like the seventies and
2: and then in the eighties, it was like the place where all metal bands stopped by. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I remember uh what was it? Anthrax showed up like with the Misfits years. Mm-hmm. In the '90s, and they were at like uh, Hammerjacks before hammerjack. it shut well, down there, yeah, like, yeah, we had What happened to you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we had we had Hammerjacks back in the day. We had Steel Town, was which Bo- was the big place in Dundalk where you would see bands. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: What was the other
2: one? Was it Bowhangers or something like that? Wasn't that was for, uh, That was kind of your '90s. Was that '90s? Okay, yeah. but even yeah. that is all
1: closed up now. Oh yeah, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was like that was more like your dance club. Uh, kind of okay, thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess they did have, oh. you know, so sorry about that. I tapped the bottle. I'm sure that Joe <laughs> is upset about it. But we're doing a bottling and canning episode, I know, Joe. You can't I know. do anything about it. I, I can know. make some bottling noises.
0: Sure. Jug band? Can we do a jug band now, <laughs> please? For an intermission? Just jug band?
1: I wanted to talk a little bit about what I am currently drinking out of. What I've been pouring uh, my beer this episode into?
0: Okay, it's not a can nor a bottle.
1: It's some sort of a of a mug. Is it a decanter? Right. <laughs> I've been waiting to use no, that night word. No, this actually night. is a mug. Uh, it is a mug where its insides are its outsides, and it contains itself.
2: It's okay. a riddle wrapped in a box
0: covered in pretzels. Ooh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's covered in biscotti. Sure. <laughs> So, no, this is actually this mug is actually a Klein bottle, so or it's a mug styled after a Klein bottle, so the the Klein bottle uh, was originally imagined in eighteen eighty two by felix klein uh, he. Sewed two Morpheus strips together, Mobius strips. Mobius strips. Yes, I said Mobius. I said no, mo- Mor. Morpheus. Two Morpheus strips. Yeah, he sewed whoa. two. The rip- mo- whoa. Oh, I went. I went Sandman. Oh. I was thinking you didn't go Matrix. I no, yeah, sorry, I went I Sandman. Yeah, that's where I was thinking going. Of Morpheus. You think Mobius. Air you're
0: breathing right now.
1: Have hmm. you guys read Sandman before? It's a really good comic. This makes me sleepy. They're trying to bring it back. Apparently, it's not
2: that good. Yeah, <laughs> they brought it back and it died. Wait, Lord
0: wait. Christ. Where's my drum? Ba-doom, boom. Shh.
1: It was just ice. <laughs> I was like, there on. was the perfect timing that it made a noise
2: over there." But no, the same same the original, the first run was really good back in the day.
1: Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. He did it to create a single-sided bottle with no boundary. Its inside is its outside, and it contains itself. Uh, so a Möbius strip is where you give it a you give a strip of like paper or mm-hmm. whatever a half turn, right. and you either sew it to itself or you can take in. Uh, and wrap it, and if you you know put your finger on it, and you go all the way around it,
0: your finger you stays on that,
1: stays on the same exact side the, the entire yeah, yeah, the entire time, mm-hmm. and it never flips to the other side. Right. This bottle is the exact same way. It it's is, not a bottle;
0: it's a it's a mug.
1: Well, I have a mug, but he makes bottles. Oh, okay. He, gotcha. ma- he the the client originally made bottles. You do it, you know, with glass blowing. I got this from the Acme. Klein company, okay, and they make Klein bottles. Did you have to dodge falling? <laughs> Did animals? you get a big box of TNT with it? <laughs> right. No, but the original my this is my <laughs> second Klein bottle mug, okay. Okay, they he makes mu- like uh, the guy who makes Acme, it's one guy and he's a glass blower and he, he makes the different that's is okay. You can open runner? up a can on the podcast, is he a it's runner? the canning and bottling episode, yes. So when so, he's
2: blowing the glass, does he does he heat up the bunghole?
1: Uh, I think he does.
2: I went to Ren Faire once, and there was two words that I walked away from. Yeah. Bung hole and something else with glass blown. I don't know. Bung hole is the one that really stuck out well, to me. Well,
0: bung holes are, they're parts of a 50-gallon drum. That little It's a little pothole, yeah. Yeah, that's called a bung. That is the bung hole.
1: Oddly enough, there's no bung hole in a Klein bottle, though. Just you. <laughs> yeah, <I guess. laughs> So, so even though the Klein bottle, it, it actually lives in four dimensions, uh, every tiny patch of the Klein bottle is two-dimensional in the sense that a Klein bottle is two-dimensional, uh, but it only ex- – <laughs> but it exists in don't four say dimensions. It like,
0: don't say it like that, Doctor Who. It exists only in this dimension.
1: <laughs> My point is, is that it, it – no matter anywhere that you rub your finger on the bottle – Right. It is only the inside or the outside, depending on which way you look at it. So, it, it's, so if it was it's a it's a um, three dimensional Möbius strip. So instead of being two dimensions, one side or the other, right. this is a three dimensional object that uh, that it is it contains it contains itself. itself. Gotcha. It looks like a cleaning nightmare. It yeah, absolutely it is a cleaning night. Yeah. In fact, I wouldn't normally be drinking beer out of this except uh-huh. for the fact that I am here for the canning and bottling episode. And like, I, I feel bad
2: because I asked you to show me why isn't beer in the other section. You poured some in there. <laughs> I've been staring at it. I'm like, that's gonna suck cleaning. And yeah. I, it's gonna smell. He it's,
0: usually puts corn in it. It's, it's, chowder. Or I, I usually of
1: that put nature. a bag of corn inside of it, but this time it wouldn't it wouldn't fit. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's actually like complex equations. About how how they have to be made, yeah, very strange complex equations. So like you could you know take a wine bottle and make it into a Klein bottle, all, all different kinds of things. Mm. Uh, I would say take a look at the Acme Klein Bottle website, and I'll make sure I put that on the show notes. This is my second Klein bottle. Mm. The first one I had on my shelf, and the shelf fell over and it hit me in the head and broke. Uh, was so it in this dimension? Uh, it was in four dimensions, actually. Okay, so you got four hit dimensions four times. And two dimensions at the <laughs> right. same time. Right. So I just find, I just find the fact that it's, it's, it literally is like an enigma, right? It's just like an oddity. The fact that it's insides or it's outsides and it contains itself. Uh, I just find the Klein bottles absolutely amazing. Have you seen some of the other pictures? Is it like those sports
2: um, thermoses? That have like two different chambers that you can put fruit in.
1: It kind of is. Kind so of, here's here's some of. other versions of it. So if you poured it, you had this upside down. You poured it in here, boom, it would go into it. Right. And it could come out of it, but it is. Oh, I mean, it's technically all the same side.
0: Oh, cool. I kind of like the Erlenmeyer flask-looking one.
1: Right, and it just has a top on it that goes. It it goes through it. Uh huh. So really, it's like um, it's kind of like uh, you know, like. If it were flexible, okay? Yeah. If the Klein bottle were flexible, it would be like a water willy. Do you not know what is? I a know water- exactly what a water willy is. <laughs> <Okay>. Right? <laughs> a buddy
2: of ours was in the hospital for a month, and we got him one. <laughs> oh. Because he had uh, Crohn's really bad. Okay. A water willy is pretty much, it's like a balloon full of water, and you try to hold it and it just keeps on sliding through your hands, and we gave it to him because, you know, he was in a hospital for a month. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, okay. his girlfriend couldn't do stuff for
1: him. So, oh, yeah, okay. that it's a
2: water willy. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. But the thing is,
1: is that a, a water willy, right? It uh-huh. actually has an inside and, out and an outside. Right. The inside has, but, but I'm saying, my point is, is like it's like you you know you hold it and it uh-huh. slides out of your hand, right? Uh-huh. Uh Oh, especially but, when you
2: get them wet, they're like the funny. It's like hold it and you, it just keeps on
1: one hand, right? Back. But 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 the Klein bottle is kind of like the same thing. You could literally continually, you know. Maniple push the insides the outside, yeah. and it would just continually spin. It would never, ever end Very cool. because it, it is all one plane. I okay. know what I'm sending you for Christmas this year, water willy and biscotti.
0: <laughs> Sweet. All right. So in your processes and your, yes. your experience, what is the weirdest maybe thing that you've canned or bottled? Uh, same to you, Chris. And what is the weirdest story you've heard about the process of canning and bottling?
2: The weirdest thing that I get from, like, a lot of my employees mm-hmm. is that they think I'm bad luck. Like, if something's running really good and mm-hmm. I come over and I go, hey, man, this line's running really good. You're efficient. He's like, 97%. Like, within the next five minutes, something shits to bed. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> something breaks or explodes. There's awesome. some unwritten rule that, like, upper management, when stuff's running good, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like you don't talk to a pitcher who's doing a no-hitter in a seventh inning. I you don't. just don't talk to that pitcher. I don't know what that means. Sports. Okay. Sports ball. Sports ball. Sports yes. ball. <laughs> Sports ball. But yeah, like something's running good and uh-huh. I know something's running good. I'll go out to the line. I won't talk to any of the employees. I'll do my checks and I'll walk away. And I won't <laughs> even acknowledge that they're Just doing good. Just kind of move with the hand up. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. You fucking cat. Yeah. And there's been other weird stories where like where people think the machines are like because I used to work night shift at my old place. Ooh, and could they be? Haunted? No, but at 3 a.m., that's when the gremlins come out.
0: Oh, If seriously. something's running
2: fine, all of a sudden, something weird happens. Like, I'll get a call and it's up on the palletizer. It's like something weird with the cans. I'm like, what's wrong? And it's like, do you see that spot? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> at like 3 a.m., that's when the chemicals start getting the people and just nice. the fatigue and nice. just the weird stuff starts <laughs> coming call out. Call back to our gremlin. And episode. if something breaks at 3 a.m., it's normally down for like a good three hours because everyone's just like... I've never seen this happen before. It's the weirdest thing ever. Oh, that's the same awesome.
1: stuff. I used to work at night shift uh, in a printing job, so it's all it's the same stuff manufacturing stuff that's like running very quickly or whatever. Right. That's always when like a drop of ink falls on a roller and just yeah, like the paper gets all wrapped up into something. Yeah. And you're you're there for like an hour cutting it away, trying to like not slice into the rubber <laughs> because that's not good. To slice into the rubber, because it's, you know, so you're always trying to slice. So it's like the same thing, you know, something always happens, like, in yeah, the, it is always, in like, the, 3 a.m. Yeah, when I everybody's, like, kind and, of slap happy and, right. like, not really sure what's going on with their minds and their lives at the moment. Mm. Yeah, so.
2: Last week, we were making pails in the handle that wraps around, that you hold on to.
0: Okay. It
2: jammed up in machine, and when they unjammed it, it came out as a perfect cross. Not like an X cross, but it like a nice little bow for the top, a bow for the side. The, the sun and then the holy spirit it was like all four all four nice bows and everyone was like oh my god look at this and the first thing i did was i like put it upside down i was like hell yeah, yeah bad oh, religion hey, that rocks hey, hey, oh. <laughs> that's awesome no people see things in the metal from time to time really yeah it's like the what? people that see like jesus in a potato chip or a really? loaf of bread in the metal yeah, wow. you see weird things in it from time to time. It all depends how just
0: because the striations and the sort of the patterns, yeah, and the way it's
1: colored or the way it's stretched, yeah, that's kind of cool. I've, I've never bottled or canned anything too too weird. I mean, I bottled my homebrew all the yeah, time. Yeah, but you've done, but I you've don't done some, do. I don't do it on like such a no you know, no. But
0: you've you've done some weird hot sauces and yeah, some I do. Pickling I, do I pickle
1: hot sauces. I pickle. Uh, well, you don't really pickle you bottle hot sauces. Hot sauces. I <laughs> bottle like fermented hot sauces. Right. I bottle my own you know i can my own pickles in ball jars right you know what i mean stuff like that just your normal hipster stuff yeah you know what i mean i'm a home brewer like i don't don't know i mean it's just that's what i I like to do and then i give them out to people you know what i mean Mm because i can't eat that many pickles you know but i you know um i guess beer vinegar
0: that that was good it wasn't weird or bad it was good
1: yeah so it's like any kind of weird leftover beer that's not that great but you know uh, talk
0: about the processes Oh well, you With just the the vinegar worms, the vinegar eels. Oh, those mm. are yeah.
1: They can only live in vinegar. They yeah. like the acidity. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just have to make sure you don't have vinegar. Where do you get ones? Where does vinegar it eels? A- they they will just show up in vinegar. Nobody's really sure. It's like back in the day before we realized that like fish had to spawn, and sometimes you know like a like a dried up like fish egg can you know just sort of show up into a pond, you know what I mean? Cause it gets picked up by a rainstorm or what have you, mm. or you had like mud skippers and stuff like that. Before we realized all that stuff existed, people would, you would have a pond and all of a sudden there'd be fish in it and people would not understand how it happened because they didn't know, you know, they didn't understand that it wasn't like spontaneous, you know, generation. Yeah. Generation. Right. Yeah. They, they just weren't sure. So, uh, it's kind of like that, but we, as of yet, we don't really understand how vinegar eels actually uh, show up in vinegar.
0: But it's, it's a it's a bacteria.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, Do they no. get to
2: the size you can see them or
1: is it no, vinegar worms like a... are actual they're nematodes. They're oh, that's like right. A, they are nematodes. Yeah. Yeah. They're like a yeah, and you don't you don't want to swallow it. So, no, they
0: they look. Very similar to. So they're um, not like a
1: tequila worm where you're like, oh, that's. No, no, no. no.
0: no. They look but, uh, like um, a, a larvae of a mosquito. You ever seen those in the water? Yeah. The, the little teeny, beaky, teeny, teeny, teeny thingies. Uh, it's very similar to that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, when you, when you pick up, you know, vinegar at uh, your, your local, you know, burger store or whatever, and you're about to put it on your french fries Are or whatever. Are there burger stores? I'm talking like Five Guys or, you know, any I've kind of. I've like, never bought vinegar from, from Five Guys. Yeah. You don't buy it. I'm talking just about you pick guy. it up. No one buys it. You
2: rent vinegar. It to, just slides right oh. up really.
1: <laughs> Unless you're dying eggs. You need a lot of it.
0: Right. Or eating I'm just fish saying and chips. when
1: you pick up the vinegar, you might want to check it out because it might have nematodes called vinegar eels and they're gross. Well, that's
0: why most commercial vinegars are pasteurized. They are pasteurized. Yes. Uh,
1: uh, as opposed to I mean, you do have like uh, brags and stuff like that that's like a normal type of uh like a Apple cider vinegar, and that's actually yeah. what I use to infect, my, like my beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, not for normal brewing, but when I want to make beer vinegar, right? That's what right. I use to infect it. I take like a little cap full of Braggs mm-hmm. and pour it into some wine or some beer, and I make red wine vinegar or beer vinegar. And right. it's all really, it's all good stuff on French fries, you know? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. So sometimes I cap that and and keep that stuff. Always checking for those vinegar eels. Nice, because they're gross. I wonder how big they can get. Like a pet? Like a tapeworm. Ugh. No, I'm joking. Not that big. No, they, they only get to about maybe like an inch long, but they're,
2: they're really nasty. Yeah, but you always hear things in the news. I don't know if recently have you guys heard about, um, I think it was a couple years ago, someone was trying to sue Mountain Dew for uh, finding a
1: rat in their, or a mouse, some form of rodent in yeah, the, yeah. the I, can.
0: I thought that was just like urban myth kind of stuff.
1: Like an urban, I've heard that as an urban legend, like... Someone found a half of a rat in a you know in a yeah. can of Coke or, or a, whatever. Or a
0: thumb in hey, you know,
1: spaghetti sauce. What's worse sauce. than finding a, a rat in your Coke? Two dead rats. Finding a half a rat in your Coke.
2: Whoa! Uh, hmm. I thought you were going to whole dead I'm, baby joke story. I thought you were talking about were actual Coke. Fucking going home. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, but
2: uh, Mountain Dew, uh, when they were asked for a comment, they're, uh-huh. th- apparently like their chief and their scientists were like, no, that's actually impossible, and they're like, No, we found a mouse in our Mountain Dew. We're like, no, from the the time that the can is sealed and you were on your couch drinking it watching the football game, that rat would be completely decomposed and dissolved. So and unique. the weird thing is, everyone kind of stopped talking, but someone should have been like, wait, Mountain Dew is so strong it can dissolve a rat. <laughs> yeah. And you could still drink it and not know you drank a rat. It was just yeah. normal Mountain Dew. No, it's like. I sul- don't drink soda. No, it'd be it's like Code Red. S- Sulfuric oh. acid. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Code Rat. Good. But, <laughs> yeah. Soda I won't drink. Yeah. Occasionally, as I like find really good cream soda or root beer or novelty soda. Oh, man. Novelty sodas. Yeah, say. there's like those
1: big red. Yeah, you had you just said Big Red. Yeah, That's big actually red. a soda. Yeah, but it's
0: yeah. not a novelty soda. That's a southern soda. I've only seen it in one place. That's plate. a southern soda. Oh, is it? No, I oh, said yeah.
1: Code Red, like Mountain Dew Code oh, Red. Oh, I, don't I, don't know what I that said not red. Because yeah, it would big be Reds. a rat dead in your Mountain Dew. Yeah, we, got okay. it. We,
2: we were past that. All right. Way past no, uh, <laughs> There's Rock- a weird soda called Stalinade. Did you go to Stalinade? Rocket? Stalinade! Yeah, the packaging looks really good. I bought it just for the packaging. It's all done nice. in like that old... Like Russian propaganda? Yeah. That's awesome. And it's like a red soda.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. all right, so I have a question for you because when you uh, are, I guess this is kinda of call back to our guar episode, but after mm. we had the guar episode I'm sorry. I couldn't make it for that one. You, you what? I'm sorry, I couldn't make it for that one. Oh me. I yeah. that's okay. It it's fine. Uh but you did go. Guo. You what? Yeah, I
2: apologize for that phone call also <laughs>
1: <laughs> You went to uh you went down to the Guar Yep. Yeah, went down to Richmond, oh, went there down to the Guard great bar. stories about that, but that's yeah, not for the Tony show. called me at like 2 o'clock in the morning <laughs> uh-huh. saying that Wrong. he was. It was
2: actually 2 o'clock in the afternoon, but that doesn't actually help my case because I was like, Chris,
1: I went to that hotel
2: you told me to, and you're like, yeah, I'm stuck in the basement. I'm surrounded by Christmas bulbs. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. how are you surrounded by Christmas bulbs? I was like, I don't know. We he walked was in, in, in the freaking storage <laughs> I was area. In the, yeah, nice. I was in the storage area, and I was. You know, you get he got he lost around yeah. nice. at
1: the Jefferson Hotel, <laughs> which is kind of cool in the storage area. That's a big they hotel. couldn't find it's his way huge. out. It, um, I felt like I was in a like a like a like like Archer, the in a cartoon or yeah. something. Like it was absolutely ridiculous. But, a little tip
2: for you: if you stumble into the elevator, don't ask someone to press the seventh floor because it only has five floors. <laughs> I went in there and they're like, "Sir, what floor are you going?" I was like, "I'm going on the 7th They're like, "Sir, it only has five. And I'm like. Well, clearly I got on the wrong elevator. <laughs> it must awkward. be the one down the hall. Right? That goes right. They the looked at me like, seventh. and he grabbed like his kid a little closer. <laughs> and I was like, "Don't talk to the so, bad man, kids." I was
1: like, hmm. did you go to the place that I suggested, Rocket Fizz? That was in Richmond. We never made it there. You never made it there because they have. It was on.
2: It was on our list of
1: things that hit. Yeah, we no, never it was just it. too far down the list. But uh, Rocket Fizz is awesome because they have so many types of weird novelty sodas there they, did, they, they yeah. collect them yeah. you know for there they have all i mean so many different types of ginger ale and ginger beer and it's like, stuff it's like
0: that really just a candy shop but it's, yeah but uh, they're,
1: they're they're they do have a wall of, yeah you can get like six packs of weird sodas from yeah. there all around i mean you have like the weird stuff like the celery flavored soda and Boop. stuff like that and yeah. uh like uh Uh, What what is the one? Uh, It was a tamarind soda. Werner's or whatever. Yeah. It's like from Minnesota or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like ginger ale that's been fermented. I I don't even know how to, but Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's some of my favorite.
2: But if you ever go to the website, it's funny that you talk about all these different sodas because last week I was on Weird Asian News, Mm -hmm. and it talks about all the different flavored Pepsis they have. Hold on. Like, we have, like, You yourself
1: were on Weird Asian News? Like, they were interviewing you? No, no, no. I was on the website. Okay, okay. And it's not blocked at work, so... (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> and they have all these they, they talk about all the different so the different pepsis that are not here in the states oh yeah yeah. And they're just ridiculous flavors yeah well they it's make like no sense it's like that stupid uh the, they also have a tons of different kit kats yeah yeah well, i bought like a, a bunch of them green tea kit kat really oh, good that, that is yeah. good wasabi kit kat i could not find but i heard it's out there
0: Lotte market Lotte or h mart that's where i found the uh not
2: haha ha foods
0: haha ha might have it but they're not the biggest of the groceries. No, H Mart is awesome. Side,
2: that's where I got best. my jackfruit and I got my, um, uh, the Darien fruit.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. But they had the, the matcha Kit Kats. Ooh. The matcha powder so Kit
1: Kats. So I feel like since we're kind of talking about weird sodas and whatnot, yeah, yeah. I think maybe a, uh, at, now one of my favorite podcasts, Hometown Tales, did a weird soda episode. But I think that would be great to do a weird soda uh, episode. Ooh, we could bring a bunch. That's sure. what I'm talking yeah. about. We'd bring it, we try it, we talk about it, we discuss it, we talk about the stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys think about that? i we sure. be down you with all that that?
2: We'd be a little bit more coherent because it wouldn't be alcohol, it'd be so We just put the entire time. Yeah. yeah. We, I just have to
1: put gin in it. You're all not all diabetic, are you? No, I'm okay. good. Yeah. I was just one. No, I'm just pre diabetic. I'm <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> fine. You got all your most. Toes? Yeah. I'm, I'm expecting to be full fledged by the time the episode's over. Yeah. I'll have sour stomach since I don't drink sodas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, me either, man you want yeah. to do that do a soda episode sure yeah. Yeah. it'll Why be like the second part of the canning and bottling episode yeah yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, conceived I on the like... canning and bottling episode soda yeah no I think it'd be fun I'll do it. everyone's got to bring what two or three samples
2: yeah I'm thinking so weird stuff sure. yeah
1: sure I love the Dr. Vernors. Dr. Vernors? Mr. No Verners Dr. Verners no diet oh, no matter God, what no. It,
2: no matter what flavor it is diet is all going to taste like ass that's what he does
1: I do. You're going to bring like a diet soda?
2: Some weird flavor? Hey, look at this flavor. My wife wife is diabetic. Blueberry. It's
1: all and poop. My wife is diabetic. Don't hold it against her. Uh, But uh, since she drinks diet all the time, I've just started to get into it. So, you know. By proxy. Yeah.
0: Crappy soda by proxy.
1: It's not – I don't taste a difference anymore. I do. I can't tell the difference. Yeah, It's like clear
2: Pepsi. There's a difference. Crystal, oh, no. Crystal Pepsi was Can we shit. get
1: Crystal Pepsi? No. Not
2: anymore. It's not as good. The first time around it came out, oh, yeah, I was, it was drinking awesome. it every day. And then they reissued oh, they it. Do, and they I was like, re- do. Yeah, they exactly. released it, right? Yeah. 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 It's like Something wa- changed when they reissued it. Uh, they took the Zima out. <laughs> no, I thought it was Water Joe. You just said
0: they Remember took the Water Zima Joe? out? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, the Zima. That's the only alcohol we could buy when we were in high school. Yeah. <laughs> they would sell us Zima. Yeah, I know. And then because my buddy didn't... was like, You know, it doesn't show up on a breathalyzer, right? And I was like, What? All right, let's try. <laughs> <laughs> let's try. Do you remember the bottles, though? Yeah, they, they were... had
0: those like, weird ridges and stuff. Yeah. Them? And then they yeah. came out with
2: Zima Gold, which actually tasted really good. Zima Gold. Zima Gold.
1: Was it gold flavored? No, yes. but it was
2: gold colored. Was, was it really?
1: No, it was just no, the
0: just... reused Zima from before. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> That's
1: when Zima when it comes out of yeah. you. Right. <laughs> uh I'm done. I've got nothing. All right. I'm I have nothing else. Alright, then, so then
0: uh shut your can hole and i we'll bottle this episode up and we'll be done. Alright. I'm okay. Yeah. With it.
1: Just weld that laptop shut. Ah <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I hit yeah, the mic. You fucked it up already. Okay. Well,
0: uh cheers. Clink. Can we please do a jug band? Come on. Yeah, just right. grab uh, gr- try can. Try cool. can. All right. And then let's... All right. Ready? Give me a beat. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst drug band ever. boom <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash Curioso Podcasts. You can call our voicemail line, leave us a message, 443-327-9673 on your touchstone phone, that spells hide a sword on the curioso.com website on the left hand side you can help support the show by clicking on our Amazon link and if you're a real curioso we need you to go on and give us a great five star review on iTunes it will help us get more listeners and it will make you feel good about yourself if you'd like to check out some of our sister podcasts check out thundergrunt.com where you're still elongated
0: yeah
2: <laughs> yes. this but it's part, more
1: deflated the sh- the it's yes. elongated yes. and deflated yes and so mm. you,
2: you have a little bit left in there
1: right yeah. got it okay so you're the zeppelin
0: yeah. is coming down yeah. from the sky okay yes. that's yeah
2: mm.
0: all right episode done <laughs> <laughs>
2: and that's all you need to know about cans Right. About oh. <laughs> oh
1: god oh, all right, right. And their food is so fucking good. Like every time I go, every time I get something. But the, my favorite is the the and they have like vegetarian shit, which is like so weird for guar. But they they're just like they're like fuck you. There's people that are vegetarians. Well, I don't think we're that's gonna have weird. it. The succotash is what I like the best. It's a side.
2: It's like I don't know what it is. We were pretty hammered there, and the next day we asked for it again, and they were out.
1: It's a it's mixture like a hash, of like right? corn and
2: just everything.
1: Yeah, it's like a yeah. hash. If you guys yes. want to pop your beverages, I have no problem with that. Go yes. ahead. Oh, Mike, we're going to segue
2: into the conversation. Oh, oh okay. okay. Because since, because um, my background of can manufacturing, I, I've made three different kind of cans over the last seven years. Do
1: okay. you want to save this? Yeah, save it, save it. <laughs> Oh, I always see the lights on. So
0: oh, no, wait. I turn it on when I sit down and I have all the levels good. Oh, okay. I start. Oh, okay. Because I can always use excess audio. Yeah. Now the only thing we you do, it this close to your face hole. Like, you, know. you can be. That's say, my I, favorite I, thing. No, we be, just, he just he, had this he,
1: whole argument where he did this and like sat it right in front of my computer so between my everything? face, and I'm like, I'm like, Joe, come on, man, we got, we got to work it, it, it out.
2: In the middle somewhere.
1: My radio background has been completely thrown out the window
2: the last 12 years. Okay. I haven't used any of things <laughs> that I've learned in college.
1: Hack <laughs> me. I think this is where I actually get, got mine. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. His, his, his Klein bottle. Because I thought you poured
2: stuff into it, and there's nothing in the handle.
1: Well, I haven't tilted it yet.
2: Oh, okay. I see now. <laughs> and what's the purpose of that? Other than you won't be able to get the last inch of your beer. No, it's a
1: pain in the ass. I, oh, or is yeah. it? Or is it? <laughs> I'm so literally re- just doing it because we're doing a bo- episode oh. about canning and bottling. What a pain uh, in the ass to clean. But But we'll save all that. It's not just canning and bottling. It's also, like, just I think it's weird stuff about cans and bottles. And you know what I mean? And the fact that they've been around forever, you know?
2: Ooh, I'll write down this. There's a cool fun fact about um, someone said they found a rat in Mountain Dew. Oh, I remember. And Mountain Dew turned around and said, impossible. Nothing would survive in Mountain Dew. (laughs) They're like, if there was a rat in Mountain Dew, it would be completely dissolved by the time it goes through the process. It goes through the shipping. The time period from... It being canned yeah. to you sitting at home on your couch drinking it, the rat would already be dissolved. Oh, yeah, it's
0: like sulfuric acid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Mountain yeah, dew stuff.
2: rat story. Gotta remember that. Unless you're already recording it, then well, you no, just insert I'll, that shit uh, in
0: Context, room. man. Context.
2: Mountain
1: dew rat.
0: Mountain dew rat. Story. There you go. Rat dew.
1: Cool. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. where we're gonna start off with. Um, let's just try it, let's just go for it.